0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Thrive Leadership Podcast. I am your new voice with a new microphone, co-host Brad Lominick, so along with CJ Alvarado. Oh,
1: hello, hello. I'm so glad you went there, man, because you are sounding
0: magnificent. Listen, you you sent me a new mic, and uh, we got a budget bump here on the Thrive Leadership Podcast. <laughs> we got a budget bump, and uh, your old buddy, instead of using his uh, his you know his his Headphones he got from the iTunes store mm-hmm. that came with came with his nineteen ninety seven iPhone four. I'm now uh, I'm now using one of these uh, mics that makes you makes you sound nice. Yep. So I'm getting, excited.
1: You know, it's just it's it's just amplifying what's already there, bro.
0: So oh, I appreciate to that. To hear
1: the full dynamic range, the Brad yeah,
0: people experience. People aren't seeing us because this is an audio podcast, but. Right. I've got the old stand by the the stand, you know, that like sits on your desk. The desk stand. The desk stand. And you've got the swinging door stand, which (laughs) uh, it's, you know, it it looks cool. Like you look like you're official and professional. Right. With with your stand. Because I guess I just need to, I need to be out there at the headquarters in order to get the, the cool stand.
1: The setups, the setups don't justify probably the amount of content that each of us are putting out. Like it should be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's set setup with zero content actually out there. And you, my friend, you're, you're quite the busy guy. So, you, you know, we should maybe change setups.
0: Well, hey, at some point we're going to talk about, you know, some new podcasts coming out, both yours what? and mine. I mean, we got you're 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 jumping into the podcast and the content game, so don't sell yourself short. Oh, I was. CJ.
1: Yeah, I'm. I am. I'm going in hard, man. Looking forward
0: to it, and so are you. I am. Yes. Well, and speaking of speaking of podcast and content, Nef Downs is our featured guest, and this lady, she is. She, you might call her the queen of the Christian podcast world. I mean, All right. Arguably she has more downloads of her podcast. And now she started a new network, the That Sounds Fun Network, which they, you know, a lot of very uh, popular podcasts are part of that network now. So she's, she is, uh, she's ruling in the podcast world. There's a lot of, of, not just women leaders, but a lot of leaders who listen to her podcast. And uh, she's, a, she's a teacher, Bible Study writer, book writer, author, best-selling author, and uh, probably, again, most well-known for the That Sounds Fun podcast with Annie F. Downs. Annie, I've been on her podcast one time, CJ, and yeah. she, just, she has a way of sort of asking questions and, and getting stuff out of people that you won't, you won't normally hear on other podcasts they do. So that's, that's a sign of a great interviewer.
1: Love that. Love that. Well, without any further ado, let's jump into her uh, her interview with Dina Davidson, who's an exceptional leader uh, over at the Bayside Church and Thrive side of the uh, ledger. And uh, so they have a fantastic conversation that we, we think is worth everybody taking a listen to.
0: Here we go.
2: Hey, Thrive Conference. We are so excited that you are joining. We have got a special treat. The one, the only Annie F. Downs. Please welcome her. Annie, how are you doing? I am
3: great. Thanks for having me. This is so fun, Dina.
2: I love it. I am so excited to get to um, just chat with you a little bit. You are someone that was like first on our list that we wanted to interview in part because you had to go into quarantine a little bit earlier than everyone.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was, I got exposed to coronavirus the first week of March. I was like in the house with someone who had coronavirus the first week of March. And so I, before I live in Nashville and before our city shut down, like 15 days before, 10 days before our city shut down, the health department may asked all of us, made all of us, whatever you want to say, stay in our houses. And it was different than what, than even the stay at home order, Dina, because it was like when you, they called me and said, is this true that, you know, we were given your phone number that you were exposed? I said, yes, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And and the woman says, are you home? And I said, no, I'll be home in about 20 minutes. You know, I was kind of like, no. And she goes, okay, you're going to want to stop at the grocery store because when you get home, you can't leave again for 10 days. Oh
2: my gosh. And I was like,
3: what? <laughs> so yeah, so the first 10 days were literally... Not leaving my condo oh for my anything. F- I could walk outside around the property, but I couldn't even leave the property. So it was it was wild. I've never experienced anything like it.
2: Uh, I feel like you're two weeks like smarter and wiser and more experienced than everyone else on this. So uh,
3: I'm I may be two weeks more uh, accomplished in the staying at home, but I'm also probably two weeks none the wiser. So. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Well, hey, we know that you have been studying the gospels of this year. And I'd love just to hear what have you been learning through this practice of reading the gospels over and over again?
3: Yeah. So my pastor here in Cross Point, Kevin Queen, he says, when it comes to personal Bible study, you always want to have a plan and a place. And that is how you stay committed. And ever since he said that a couple of years ago, I, I just got real committed to having a plan. I have a place, a place in my house that I always read, but but this, what happened last, like maybe, I don't know, Dina, maybe it was mid-December. I just had this day where I was thinking through, I had listened to the audio Bible last year and I thought, okay, what do I want to do in 2020 before we knew what 2020 was going to be? And, <laughs> and what I wanted is I thought, I know it's an election year. I know there's a lot of loud voices. I just want to hear Jesus. Mm. I want to. Hear him and know him, and I want to listen to his friends tell me about him. Because that I mean, really, that's what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are. It's the memories that these guys had of experiences with Jesus. I mean, one of my favorite verses has ended up being the last one I read every month of uh, from John, where he says, if if someone set out to write down everything Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough books in the whole world to hold it. And you go, okay. oh man, that means so much with all the stories that connect in every book. And you it, know, it's just been beautiful. Every month, what I try to do is is write down one key thing about Jesus that I see or learn that I that had never stood out to me before. Wow. I mean, it it has reminded me uh, how true the scripture is that says the word of God is living and active because. Every day I read something I've already read five other times so far this year. And it absolutely, something different stands out. Even yesterday, I was like, have I read this every month and just not seen it? That's but so the good. Biggest, yeah, it's been cool. The biggest takeaway I'll tell you was the month of March when I was, when we were all first at home, when the coronavirus had first started in the US, I read Luke 2. And it's, uh, it's the story that we know from Peanuts cartoons and from every Christmas. And, and it's just the same, you know, the shepherds were in the fields watching their flocks by night. And I just had this moment where I went like, oh, he never changes. God never changes. This story was true in December. This story was true every Christmas before. And here I am in a world we've never known before. And this story is still true. That's been the baseline is that God does not change.
2: I love that. That's so good, Annie. And I think it's crazy that you had Luke 2 to read in March. Like and that right. that day was appointed. Like I'm going to read Luke 2 in March, which is so far away from when we would normally be hearing that story. That's, I love that. Yeah,
3: that's I mean it's been it was so fun to read the Easter story four times. Right. It but then turn around and read it four more times in May. That's crazy. And I'll do it again in June. I mean, it has been It has changed my life, Dana. I'm not kidding you. It has changed my life to spend this much time with Jesus.
2: I love that. Well, hey, something you said stuck out to me. You said there are so many voices, especially with it being an election year. And um, I just think about all of the voices that are speaking right now. And I know that there are people who have important things to say. You are the person that people come to when they have important things to say. Literally, if there's a Christian leader who wants to have an important conversation, get his message out, get her message out, they come to your podcast. So I want to know, Annie, what can we do to be like you and create great conversations, conversations that people are dying to have?
3: That's really kind, Dina. I would imagine you already do exactly what I would suggest. But, uh, you know, when we sit down in this room, this is where we record. When we sit down and we're very sanitizing right now, all the time, every time. We had three shows yesterday, (laughs) Clean the whole thing down in between each person. But... uh, The reality is whenever I get the honor of sitting across the table from anybody, whether it's someone behind these microphones or at a restaurant, this is the thing we used to go to, restaurants, or even in our conversation right now, when you get to sit across from someone, the the most honoring thing you can do, there's two really honoring things I think that I try to do all the time is number one, ask questions that I actually care about the answer. Mm. Uh, A lot of times we get a list of questions of like, the publisher would like you to ask. And I'm like, I actually don't care about any of that. Here's what I really care about from this author based on his or her book or based on the musician, musician's music. And so the first thing is just ask questions that you actually care about the answers to. Mm -hmm. And, and the second thing is believe the answers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) if there's the kindest thing we can do for our friends. And that's something I've been learning so much during this quarantine and stay at home and, and racial injustice and all the stories that we're hearing right now. The kindest thing we can do for our friends is believe them when they tell us something is hard or painful mm-hmm. or true to them. It may not be true to us, it, but it is true to them. And and so those two things I think have made this space that that sounds fun podcast and now that that sounds fun podcast network it has made this space a place where our friends who release new things feel safe coming and talking because they know they'll be believed and they know that they're going to be asked questions that that the answers really matter
2: that is so good. And if you think about it, everything you're saying just makes so much sense. If you truly care about the question and then you're going to believe what the person says, like that yeah. is what makes a conversation worthwhile. And it literally makes so much sense. But as I'm scrolling across social media or talking face-to-face, those honestly, that can just be hard to do. So yeah, thank you for sharing yeah, you that. Can hear
3: when people are asking, when, when people do it to you in real life oh, or when you hear sure. a podcast and people ask a question, you're like, you didn't, how are you today? No, you don't want the answer. You don't want that answer. Mm-hmm. And so you can hear it in, in our real life conversations and, and there are better questions to ask than how are you? There's, Hey, I'm so glad to see you. What's the best part of your day so far? Or, can I help you? Is there something mm-hmm. that you need help with? I mean there's just other questions and so i and I've also been podcasting for six years. We're in almost four hundred episodes of that sounds fun. i've been doing this a while, so I've also kind of learned the uh, what what matters to people on the other side.
2: I love that. Well, hey, something that I really value about your social media presence is that um, you just have a constant kindness towards people. So I'm wondering, do you have any filters? Like, is there like an Annie filter that you run your content through of like, I'm going to post this, I'm not gonna post that. Help us out, Annie, we are all confused about how to engage on social media well, how to respond as well as how to contribute.
3: Yeah, uh, the reality is respond to contribute. You need to do both. You can do both if you want to. Also, there's tons of permission based on your personality, based on your family, based on your schedule, your time. For example, today, I haven't been able to touch the internet because we've been working since we walked in the door Mm -hmm. on other things. And so so that's what wins first. Real life wins first. And I'm not the person who has a scheduled thing to release this many times a day. And we've got to hurry. There's an emergency on Instagram. There are no such things as emergencies on Instagram. <laughs> no, it's something we say around here a lot. We aren't a hospital. We don't have emergencies. Mm. There is nothing in this job that's an emergency. There are things that are timely, need to get done, but we're not a hospital. And so, and so for me, when it comes to what kind of content I'm going to do, uh, we have a sentence we say around here a lot that it's kind of the thesis of what we do at Downs Books and it, that sounds fun. And it is, Annie is your friend that you get coffee with. And sometimes you talk about the Bible. Mm. And so what that is, is that, that is our filter as far as what does everything need to feel like that comes through. It doesn't mean everything's easy. It doesn't mean everything makes everyone happy. It really doesn't. But my filter is, would I say this to a friend? When I, in fact, I did an intro yesterday for a podcast, Dina, and we're doing this thing in July where we do the Enneagram summer, and so we do an Enneagram show every yes. week of July. And at the beginning of one of them, I had said, "Oh, I love this number and I hate this number." Ha ha ha! And when we finished the show, I said to my producer, "Actually." I need to go back. Mm. I don't want to say I love and hate them because because I don't, I, a friend would never say that even jokingly. And so every filter for me, for Instagram, for Twitter, for our podcast, every filter is would a friend say this? Wow. And, and would a friend receive this? It doesn't mean, I mean, a lot of the conversations we're having right now do not make everyone happy. Um, using Jesus, Jesus and justice come first, mm. but... Uh, the filter through after everything is passed through is this what what Jesus would have me do is this fit with what I'm called to as an Annie Hmm. the next filter is are you saying it in a way that feels friendly that's good because the people on the other side feel like we're friends and I do too and that really matters to me.
2: I love it. So Jesus is the first filter. Justice slash calling is that second filter. And then the third one is just would I say this to a friend? I love that. that so memorable. Because
3: there's a lot of people who say stuff on the internet that they would
2: never say to a friend. So true, Annie. If the, and, and, if the, and the and internet if, would just apply that filter, we'd be good. Listen.
3: If you, I mean, I said back to someone yesterday. I don't check my DMs very often, but I had asked a question that required me to look through. And I said back to someone, "I don't think you'd ever say that to my face." That's good because I just don't think people would. I think they get real lit up on the other side of their social media, but then when they remember I'm a person, that's right. And, and so, so if so, every filter, need, everything needs to be. How can I, I I feel strong that I need to say this. And you're allowed to have disagreements with people on the internet. Justice needs to be stood up for in the way that you feel called to do that. Mm. How can you say it in a way that is strong and kind? I love that. And that, that matters to me.
2: I love that so much. Um, one of the reasons we're doing this Thrive Conference is we wanna speak to this present moment. We wanna equip people for the, for the chaos and, the, and just everything that's going on right now. So what do you believe, as an Annie, as you would say, um, what are some qualities of a leader that are sorely needed today? Yeah.
3: You know, I actually, I've been really interested the last couple of weeks. I hear a lot of people chirping and saying, I want to hear from more leaders about this and this. I want to, and I'm going, man, I'm looking around at my friends and they're doing it. Hmm. They are. There are people speaking up for racial injustice that have never spoken up before. Myself included this loud. I've never been as loud as I am right now about this. And I am um, sorry for that. But I'm here now. And, and so I so part of me goes like, man, our friends are doing it. There are so many pastors and so many leaders that are saying things they've never said before, even if it's just sharing another post that they wouldn't have felt uh, called to share six months ago. And so my the first thing I'd say is we're seeing people do it. We're seeing people do it. So there is some that is sorely needed, mm-hmm. but the deeper truth is, I think our people are standing up. That's good. I think our people are, are not afraid to, and our people being leadership people is what I mean. I don't mean a certain race or a certain gender. I mean, I'm watching leaders and Christians uh, stand up. And so That's so, so cool. to me, what is still sorely needed is what scripture talks about, having the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hmm. It's two very different things. Wisdom is what you acquire. You ask God for it, right? It's what he gave Solomon uh, in droves. Okay. You ask God for it, but it's also acquired over time. I know where things are in the grocery store. I don't need God's revelation. <laughs> I know where the laundry detergent is because I've been a grown-up for a long time, hmm. right? So so th- there's wisdom that comes with our age and with our experience and and with the questions we're asking and our active learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but the revelation is things we can't know unless the Holy Spirit tells us. And so I'm spending some time every day asking God for wisdom and revelation. I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I can use well the things I've taken time to learn and know, and so that the other tool in my tool belt, the other sword in my hand, is the revelation things that only the Holy Spirit can nudge and tell us. And so I think that's what we sorely need. We just need the Holy Spirit. We need to listen. We need wisdom and revelation that we cannot get on our own.
2: I love that. That That's so good. Wisdom and revelation. And just your just your encouragement, just ask God for those things. Like we need to do the work, but we can also approach him and just say, I I need this. Would you please send this to me? It's good. That's
3: right. Cause sometimes it'll look like picking which book to read next, be the bridge between the world and me, you know, like, I want to read your books. You Mm. just have to, we just start asking the Holy spirit what's the next right one and which one catches your eye and trust it and go. Like they're just decisions like that in our every day that will lead to more wisdom and revelation for men and women. And I think it matters as we're moving forward in the world, as we're moving toward an election that is going to uh, be dramatically important and, and incredibly important. We need God's wisdom and revelation.
2: Absolutely. Well, I have a final question for you. Um, I'm just struck. I'm struck by the fact that you, you know, you're two weeks ahead of us in all of this stay-at-home dealing with the coronavirus um, situation. But I am impressed that in the midst of dealing and being very honest, by the way, about your personal losses in this season and how it was affecting you, you decided to launch a podcast network. Um, you started a daily podcast. So I just want you maybe to close, talk to us, vision cast for us about dreaming, even while you're dealing with despair. Because I think we all need that so much in this season.
3: Yeah. So a couple of things to ease off everybody's ideas and pressure on themselves. We didn't like the podcast network had been in the works. We just had more time Mm. to work on it. All my uh, travel got canceled, right? And so a lot of the things that that have launched out of our office in the last couple of weeks were in works before quarantine. It just gave us more time because I wasn't on the road. And um, but you're right. We started Eddie and I started Annie and Eddie keep talking as the side <laughs> podcast during quarantine because I'm not married yet and I don't have kids yet. And I was alone every day. And so one of my friends and his wife and kids did a show with me every day. You know. So, so I guess my encouragement would be, and the vision, casting that's a very generous word. I'm not sure I'm able to do that. But, but what I would say is, um, I might get teary even saying this to you. God could have picked any generation of adults to handle what is happening right now in culture. And he picked us. Wow. He picked us. He could, he could have. He should have picked my parents, right? Like, like I keep going. Like, why am I the grown up here? Have you ever been in that situation, Dina, where you yes. look around and you're like, "Wait, I'm the grown up. I wasn't. I thought. I feel like I'm 16, so you know. Sad. And but I'm not. I'm a grown up. I'm a proper adult. And and we are the generation of leaders that God has entrusted with this election, mm-hmm. with this racial injustice conversation that has been for years but is louder than it's ever been maybe right now Um, with coronavirus and what changed in our homes and with the churches that are that we have when in the world have churches ever been closed for months Mm. he could have picked anybody he could have waited another 15 years he could have done it 10 years ago and it wouldn't have been us but it's us We are the ones he trusts with this. And so that is the encouragement, right? I mean, that's how I feel too, Gina. I feel it every day where I go, he could have handed this to anybody. Why did he hand this to us? I don't know, but I'm not Mm going to waste it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to go after his spirit and go after the wisdom and revelation to lead well in this because he trusted us. He trusted us with some really big things that he's never trusted a group of adults with before. And we're the grownups he trusts right now.
2: That, I honestly, I just feel like you flipped my personal attitude and, and probably the attitudes of so many people listening um, from this being something you know, that has and been
3: you know, done. I was like, who could, why did he do this? <laughs> exactly. So
2: <laughs> That's right. But it's not just being done to us, it's being done with us. Like God has things that He wants to change in this season, and He's called us to um, be part of that change. So thank you, Because what if
3: instead of being done to us, it's being handed to us? Mm,
2: it's not and being what will we... Say that again. It's not just yeah, being it's done not to being us. Done
3: us. It's being handed to us. Wow. If the Lord trusts us with us. Why does He trust us with us, Dina? I don't know, I... Annie. I don't either, but I don't want to waste it. I, I want him to say, I knew what I was doing. Wow. I know you're an Annie who's a big screw up and a big kind of a monster, but I knew what I was doing and I trusted you and your generation. He trusts our generation and, and we, we will work really hard to, to honor him and make him proud.
2: Thank you so much for doing what you're doing, for being you, for giving us that word. Um, I'm taking that with me and I know um, people listening will be as well. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having I appreciate
0: it. Thank you Annie F Downs. And by the way, you don't call, she she does go by the middle of the initial. Uh, she does. I made the mistake of yeah, I made the mistake of of introducing her at a at a conference at, or maybe on a podcast or a web, webcast or something and I said Annie Downs and you know, she she didn't in the moment, but she said later, "Hey, and the reason is there's another Annie Downs." Mm somewhere in the world that there's confusion. So it, it is Annie F. Downs. Okay. And I'd like to say that I'm Brad S. Lomenek. So <laughs> I don't know what you are, CJ. Are you CJ like? I'm, I'm Carlo J. Alvarado. Oh, so you're already CJ.
1: I'm already CJ.
0: Yeah. But your first name is? is Carlo what?
1: Joshua Carlo. Alvarado. Yeah. Carlo? Carlo, no S. Carlo.
0: See, the, we've learned something new about you, which I appreciate. Carlo, there's no S though that's it is that a family name yeah well well my dad's
1: carlos and his dad or his grandfather i think was a was a carlos but my mom's side's european so she said that the carlo was a much more common european name so there you go they found the best of both worlds suppose very
0: interesting carlo Mm -hmm. i I wish wish my name was carlo really well, I mean, Brad. Brad, uh, that's, that's about as boring as you can get. What does your name that's mean? That's about as vanilla bro? as you can, you can find.
1: Did you, have you ever looked up your name, like what it actually means?
0: The, the name Brad? Yeah. I don't think it means anything.
1: <laughs> it's got to mean something.
0: <laughs> I, I really don't think it. I don't know. I, I, should, I should investigate. You shouldn't. Uh, my, my pen name, if I ever become famous and become a best-selling author at some point, uh, B. Stephen That B Stephen Lamanek, that has got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Have you been thinking about that one? You've been thinking a little bit, (laughs) yeah. B Stephen, that was like twenty years ago when I, you know, sitting around when we were all young and stupid, and people asked that question. You're like, "Ooh, B Stephen, that could be a good pen name." Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, well, just just a quick search on the old interwebs, I've I've come across this factoid. All right. Name Brad means from the broad meadow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and well, it's of its English origin. So English
0: from the broad meadow.
1: Okay. From the broad meadow. Uh,
0: the is there, is there any other explanation there cuz that's not helping me much.
1: Well, you know just start here, man. Just start I've uh, broad meadow.
0: meadow. Does that mean like the meadow's broad like it's a wide meadow or I'm not quite sure.
1: Uh, it, let's, just, also, let's just assume
0: just, let's assume that it 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 implies there's a, there's a vast supply of of some kind of great harvest in the meadow. How about mm, that? Yeah,
1: there's there's a there's an alternate here. It said the broad clearing in the wood.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that didn't help either, but I appreciate the I appreciate the effort.
1: Well, you know, just I just figured I'd take a look.
0: This is again. This is what people love about the Thrive Leadership Podcast is we're digging deep. We're not just bringing you you know, the, the leadership content. We're, we're letting you behind the scenes. That's right. While CJ and I research, uh, what the, what the, the, the history and legacy and, uh, or origin of the name Brad. That's right. Common, nick,
1: common nicknames for Brad. Just, uh, okay. have you know, brattles.
0: Uh, yeah, I got it. Brattles. That's not working, but keep going. Brad, Brad, the bad. Okay.
1: Bradster, Rad Brad, Bradster, Bradley boo. <laughs> Born to be Brad. Wow! Listen, bro. Yeah. These are free of charge for you, my friend. You're starting to well, podcast these, you know. Like,
0: there's, there's- listen, listen. Here's the thing: when you have a last name like Lamanek, mm. no, nobody's nobody's creating nicknames based on your first name. Mm. I'll just say that okay. they're, they're going straight to Lamanek, and there's all kinds of, of of ways to take that one. So, Lami yeah. Lami would have been. That would have been the most referenced in the in the uh, elementary, well, middle school, high school, Lami. Really? That was and even college, that was kind of the go-to nickname for me. Lami. B B B Lom was a, was another one that was referenced quite often. B lam Wow. wow. I like so, and you know what the Australians do? All, no. all, all of our friends from, from down under, they tend to take your name and they add an O. Brado. Brado. Impossible bratty. that
1: was my name. Impossible. You can't do C-J-O. No, you can't. Yeah. C-J-O.
0: No. This doesn't work. Yeah. But if you're getting the O or the E, sometimes the A on your name, when you're hanging out with the, uh, the mates from down under, then that is a sign that they are, they're including you.
1: Ooh, they've taken to you. you you're in.
0: You got it. Yes. This is according to all of our friends from, from, uh, from the great, Country of Australia. So that's again, no charge on that one. Got it. And I, I'm, 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 I want to, I want to make sure we say this before we wrap up that you do need to go subscribe to Annie F. Downs' podcast. So check that one out. You know, uh, you can find her on the interwebs mm-hmm. and uh, ANFDowns.com. That sounds fun. Is also something you can just search on Google. Her podcast, it's everywhere if you uh if you've been hanging around especially women women leaders uh Angie Waisaki, who we both work with and yeah. is part of the Thrive team runs all the Thrive events she is like a, a diehard listener to Annie's podcast so there she's she's she sort of cornered the market on uh on women Christian women leaders but I listen too i mean there's a lot of men that listen to her podcast and yeah. i'm a big fan so go download that Check her out. Buy her books. What else we got to say, CJ? Before we uh, before we wrap this episode up.
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, you mentioned Angie Wisaki and the Thrive Women's Leadership Podcast that's out there as well on iTunes. So if you haven't caught that yet and subscribe to that, do so. Uh, those gals are having a ton of fun. Some great content there as well. The Ray Johnston Leadership Podcast is also part of this Thrive Network, and that's also launched. So uh, be sure to check out, you know, Pastor Ray's insights. And, uh, he's, he's obviously got uh, a ton of them. So I would, I would highlight those two as well.
0: And of course the thrive webinars that are happening well, on a weekly basis. You can, you can join live or you can, uh, get it on demand.
1: These webinars. So, yeah. These webinars are like, they're the, they're the world's best kept secret kind of thing. I mean, there's phenomenal yeah. voices on there, you know, not long ago, uh, Henry Cloud was on there just helping pastors think through criticism and all these opinions that have, have arised. You know, you can't, a lot of pastors have expressed in this season, not being able to do anything right, right? If they open their campuses, for example, they're in trouble. If they close them, they're in trouble. Henry Cloud came in and just talked from a psychological standpoint, how to just maintain some good mental, uh, pra- just just some mental care there. So, uh yeah, be sure to check those out thriveconference.org/resources. You can find all the past webinars uh there on that site. But check that out because there's some really good information there.
0: Well, we uh we appreciate the reviews, the rates, and the subscribes. So, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast uh, uh your favorite podcast listening outlet. Yep. Whether it's itunes or stitcher or any of the other ones just uh, subscribe and then give us a rating review and as we say always we want you to be a healthy leader so you can have a thriving church and we want to create thriving churches with healthy leaders so on behalf of cj alvarado otherwise known as carlo and your old buddy brado or braddy Mm -hmm. the bradster bradster we appreciate you listening And we'll talk to you again on the next episode.